we have come to the last sermon uh, in our series titled, What is the Church? We began this journey uh, in the month of January. I think it's 10, 11 weeks now. And uh, through these three months, uh, I have personally felt the weight of God's word as I've been preparing and, and preaching uh, through this series. And, and I know based on conversations, uh, several of you have, uh, have also uh, been blessed. And what we've seen is Christ's design for his church. And our prayer through this series has been that as a church, we would align with the design and the desire that Jesus Christ has for his church. Uh, the passage we're going to be looking at is Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 to 33. It'll come up for us on screen. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows... It is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch on its branches. Jesus told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. This is the word of of the Lord. Amen. I'd like to draw three things uh, for us from this passage. Three very simple things. Do not despise, uh, do not despise small beginnings. Do not be discouraged by slow and quiet growth. And do not be afraid to dream big. Three things. Do not despise small beginnings. Do not be discouraged by slow and quiet growth, and do not be afraid of dreaming big. These three must be defining qualities of a local church. As we look back at our 10 years journey as New City Church from the time we began, these three have been, thankfully, have been some of our defining qualities. Allow me to unpack each of these three. Let's begin with the first thing. Do not despise small beginnings. Verse 31 in the passage that we just read, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. I hope you're able to see what's going on in this passage. Uh, the mustard seed is the smallest, smallest of all seeds. Uh, if I were to hold up a mustard seed here for us, those sitting at the back uh, may not even be able to see it. And not only uh, is this the smallest of seeds, uh, but the same parable that is recounted for us again in Luke chapter 19 uh, gives us another interesting detail. Luke chapter 19, verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 19 says, it is like a grain of mustard seed. It is like one grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. This man took just one grain 
of the smallest of all seeds and planted it in his garden. Just one grain of the smallest of all seeds. It doesn't get smaller than this. And this small tree becomes, small seed becomes a big tree so that the birds come and perch on its branches. Do not despise small beginnings. Ten years ago, New City was planted by a team of, of just five people. Aji and I and three others. There was Ben, whom some of you know, and there was another couple named Abhishek and Sinu who were with us for about a year and a half. Most of us would not uh, know them. And so the journey of this church plant began with just five people. Uh, in, terms, in, in church plant terms, this was as small a start as a mustard seed. Uh, many people thought we wouldn't make it. Many people told us that five is too small uh, a team to start a church with. And they were probably right too. But God gave us this, the grace to take a step of faith. Do not despise small beginnings. This is a profound principle of growth in God's kingdom. This applies not only uh, to the church, but it also applies to us as individuals in our individual spiritual growth. As I look back at my own life sometime in 2006-2007, um, I remember God laying so strongly on my heart this desire to grow in God's word. And so in God's grace, I kind of decided that whatever happens, I'm going to spend, I'm going to begin each day by devoting at least 15 minutes of my time to reading, praying, and meditating through God's word every, every morning. Just 15 minutes. Small beginning. Slowly, in God's grace, that 15 minutes began to grow. And as I look back at, at over the last 15 to 16 years of my own life, I would say that the single biggest reason when I have, in God's grace, that I have grown, the biggest contributor to my own personal growth has been the joyful, diligent time spent in God's word. But the journey began with 15 minutes a day. Do not despise small beginnings. That's the first thing I wanted to draw out for us from this passage. The second thing I wanted to draw out is this. Do not be discouraged by, by, by slow and quiet growth. How many of us have seen a tree grow? Here's the thing. Basically, it's almost impossible to see a tree grow because it grows very, very slowly. Uh, to see a tree grow, you probably have to plant it, allow it to grow a little bit, and then go away for six months, come back, and then maybe you would have seen it grow uh, by, by, by a feet or so. That's the only way you can see a tree grow. A tree grows slowly, and there's absolutely nothing wrong or unhealthy with a tree growing slowly. On the contrary, it's healthy if a tree grows slowly. Do not be discouraged by slow and quiet growth. Over the last 10 years, New City's growth has been slow, but we believe it has been healthy. We believe New City has grown over the last 10 years on the foundation of nothing except Jesus Christ. 
I'm sure some of the old timers, there are very few of them, I must say, uh, who are with us from the very first days when we were meeting at uh, YWCA uh, in a small hall in the basement in Naraman Point, uh, would remember what I'm talking about. You know, at that point in time, uh, I have to admit that we, we did feel quite discouraged at several point in, points in time with our slow growth. But looking back, we could see how that slow growth really built a, a relational equity among us. How that slow growth is the foundation in which the next wave of growth is happening now. Do not be discouraged by slow and quiet growth. Uh, if you remember, Jesus is using two parables or illustrations here. First is the mustard seed that grows into a tree, and second is a small amount of yeast that works its way through a large batch of dough. Why did Jesus use two parables to make the same point? The growth of the yeast in the dough is perhaps even less visible than the growth of a tree. But have no doubt about it, when yeast is introduced into, the dough, into dough, it will work its way all through. It's impossible for the yeast not to work its way through all of the dough. So it is with the grace of God. Similarly, when the grace of Jesus is introduced into our sinful lives, have no doubt about it, the grace of Jesus will work its way into all of our sinful lives. It takes time. It, sometimes we feel we're not growing at all. It takes time. Do not be discouraged by slow and quiet growth. This is true of the church. This is true also of our individual spiritual growth. Quite often in our, in our, in our journey, Several of us, I think almost all of us at different points in time, would be feeling that we are growing too slowly. You may be feeling that you're taking two steps backward for every step forward. Do not be discouraged. Whatever happens in these seasons, do not drift away from gospel community. Whatever happens, stay plugged in the gospel community, the local church that God has placed you in, and God will give you the grace to grow. That's the second thing I wanted to draw out from the passage for us. And here's the third and the last thing. Do not be afraid of dreaming big. Do not be afraid of dreaming big. Look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 33, the passage that we read. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into, a, into about 60 pounds of flour. I'm reading from another version here. Until it worked all through the dough. Luke 13 gives us some more insight into this. Even though, it says, even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, 60 pounds of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. There was only a little yeast. But do you know how much dough was there? And this passage tells us there were 60 pounds of dough. That's a lot. Uh, 60 pounds of dough is, is roughly 
28 kilograms. At 28 kgs of dough, I'm not a baker. Uh, Google helps, uh, makes life easier. Uh, 28 kilograms of dough can make roughly 1,700 loaves of bread. So surely, uh, this is not baking for a home. Uh, this is probably baking for a wedding. This is a lot of dough. And we are told there was only a little yeast. Whoever put that little yeast into this huge quantity of dough was definitely dreaming big. Even in starting small, Jesus is calling us to dream big. This is how faith in Jesus works. We can and we must dream big even when we start small. We can and we must dream big even when growth is slow and quiet. New City began with just five people. And in God's grace, uh, we were not afraid to dream big. About one year after the church plant, we had grown from five to about 20 people. Uh, 25, if we were very optimistic, maybe a year and a half. Uh, we were meeting in the small hall at YWC at the basement. Uh, and uh, even when we were only 25 people, God in his grace gave us the faith to dream big. And we went out and found a facility that could seat 150 people. It was called 20 Downtown in Nariman Point in the Eros Theater building. So even when we were just 20, 25 people, we took a step of faith, this 2025 of us, uh, uh, Taru and Asha and Cindy who were there with us at that point in time, they would remember this vividly. And we, we dreamt big as a small church. And we stepped out and, and started meeting in, in this facility. And even now, as we've grown to a church of about 100 people or so, we're still a small church. We're still a small church in the, in the context of a city that has 23 million people. And as a small church, even now, we are still dreaming big. Just over a month ago, a couple of months ago, we dreamt big. We dreamt really big when we did this, in God's grace, incredible outreach among CEOs and industry leaders in Mumbai. God honored our faith in dreaming big. We must never forget this. So these are the three things that Jesus is teaching us from these two parables. Do not despise small beginnings. Do not be discouraged by slow and quiet growth. Do not be afraid of dreaming big. Before I close, I'd like to show us the power of the local church that Jesus is calling us to see in these two parables. Soon after the death and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus, the early church began with only 120 believers who were baptized by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The early church had very small beginnings, 120. Do you know how many believers there were by 180? Can you take a guess? How many believers were there? How many followers of Jesus were there by the year 180? Quoting <clears throat> historical accounts, 
quoting historical accounts, Alan Hirsch in his book, Forgotten Ways, says that by AD 100, there were only 25,000 followers of Jesus. I mean, there are mega churches which have grown much more uh, in, in the present context. It took the early church 100 years to grow from 120 to 25,000. Not only did the early church start small, the growth of the early church was also slow and quiet. When we read the book of Acts, that's a packed account. It seems like everything is happening, things were happening, but if you look, the growth was still slow, 25,000 in 100 years. But the early church dreamt big. Their dream was as big as the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the good news of Jesus. They obeyed that command. The Roman church that had crucified Christ was also famously persecuting the church. And so 25,000 believers in this context in a hundred years. You see, the mustard seed kept growing. It kept growing and growing and growing. The yeast it kept spreading and spreading and spreading, slowly but surely. By the year 300 AD, despite all the persecution, the church, even though the persecution of the church hadn't abated one bit, there were about 6 million followers of Jesus Christ. 120 became 25,000 in the first 100 years, and 25,000 became 6 million followers of Jesus in the next 200 years. At this point in time, roughly 10% of people in the Roman Empire were followers of Jesus. In AD 312, the Roman Emperor Constantine became a follower of Jesus. By AD 400, there were 13 million followers of Jesus or more. Roughly 50% of Roman citizens, the empire that had crucified Christ, roughly 50% of the empire that had crucified Christ had become followers of Jesus. All of this, all of this, was accomplished by the local church. Churches like our own New City Church. This is the power of the local church that Jesus is inviting us to see through these two parables. When Jesus spoke these parables, I wonder if he had the next 300, 400 years of the early church in mind. It seems to me that that's what he had in mind. We'll never know though. But this parable and the, and the life of the early church in the 300 years kind of connect so beautifully together. In the first 400 years, the local church, every local church in different parts of the world, were absolutely focused on the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ applied to the hearts of people by the Holy Spirit. As the Apostle Paul says, tells the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I come to you in weakness with great fear and trembling, 
and I resolved to know nothing while I am with you, resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Christ and Him crucified. The early church was absolutely focused on the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus. When New City Church began 10 years ago, one of the things we were absolutely clear about, one of the things we believed was one of our most non-negotiable of values is that we would be a gospel-centered church, a church that would always be centered on the good news of the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus, applied into the hearts of people by the Holy Spirit. So for the next 10 years, for the next 100 years, for the next 1,000 years, or however long that it takes for Christ to come again, shall we together as New City Church, as we come to the end of the series titled, What is the Church? Shall we together resolve to know nothing except Christ and Him crucified? Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who has, who has been, who constantly keeps illuminating your word into our hearts. And thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, which we believe in faith, is reigning over this church, who is building us together to be God's people with Christ as the cornerstone. Lord, as we come the end of the sermon series. Father, we pray, give us the grace, fill our hearts with joy in, in seeing and aligning with the design that Jesus Christ had for his church. Help, me, help us, Lord, to submit ourselves in joyful obedience, delighting in being covenantal members of his local church. Thank you, Father. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.